Good day, nerds, and welcome to episode 227 of the Nerd Cantina Show. I'm your host, Ken, joined by my co-host, Steve, and we're going to recap this week's nerd news. We'll begin in entertainment with Stranger Things 4, some MCU speculation, and then jump over into tech where we'll talk about facial recognition technology, some privacy concerns, crypto and NFT news, and a little bit of space talk. A lot to get to. Let's get started. Calling back all nerds. Nerds! All right. And we're here with episode 227. And I didn't see any movies this week. But I know you got one in, and we've got a big one coming up. Yeah, uh, well, so... This one was a test run for my three year old daughter, so we we brought <laughs> we brought her in to to see Minions with the family. Um, she would have done good without the half hour previews before the movie. So we got to the movie on time. We sat down. She was perfect for at least a good hour and a half, you know. But the first half hour is nothing but previews, you know, and she's clapping at all the previews. But so we had to skip the end. Like by the by that time, like nah, she wasn't having it. So we had to dip before the end. <laughs> so so I didn't get to finish watching the movie. Uh, next time we're just gonna go twenty minutes late, and hopefully you know we'll make it through a full one. But I I, I will have to say from what I saw, it was good. It just wasn't. I don't know. It just wasn't as entertaining as the previous like minions movies have been yeah you know the it's a minions movie yeah i I don't know how many (laughs) how many unique ways are you going to keep us interested yeah i know that's exactly kind of what the feeling was it was just it was it's good to see like a a younger story it was you know it took place in the 70s because grew's young you know and and it had it had like a you know different aspect to it it was it was all right, you know what I mean. For a kids' movie, the kids liked it. You know, as an adult, you've seen them oh, fucking Jesus Christ a hundred million times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So I was expecting, I was hoping it was going to be something new and interesting. Um, yeah, like it was. It was all right. If if your kids really like the Minions, take them to see the movie. If not, I mean, it'll be on streaming in no time. I'm sure you can watch it at home. Either way, yeah. it, it's not a big deal. I'm sure you've got your tickets for tomorrow. Oh, yeah, buddy. You know I do. Are you going into this store with high expectations? Mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. It's a, it's a yes or no. And if it's not a yes, then it's a no. Uh, like, so, you got it. No, I, I, you're not going with high expectations. Like, I really think it should be good, but I'm, I don't know if it's going to be that good like it all depends on where they try to take the story so like will it be entertaining yeah i think it will be will it make you laugh at times yeah will it have some good action yeah what really it depends on i think is how it plays into the overall story arc of the mcu you know like the the real details of the of the movie i think are going to be what makes or breaks it you know, just because yeah, from, from the previews, you can tell. I don't tell. think that's that's Taika's strong suit. No, right? it's not. It's not. It's <laughs> Taika's really not. strong suit is making crazy situations and worlds and just funny one-off jokes and kind of a quirky feel. I, I don't know if he's really 
gives a shit about tying together a greater story and everything else. I mean, I'm interested to see Christian Bale as, as a villain and see what he brings to the table to that character. I think he's going to be great. Like, regardless of whether the movie, like, <laughs> I think he is going to bring all of his acting jobs into, like, making this villain, like, an actual, like, like sympathetic have you seen thing. Have you seen the articles where, like, they ask Christian Bale, like, how do you feel to finally be part of the MCU? And he's just like, what's an MCU? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> he's he's like, I knew I was getting in a Marvel movie and I was going to be a villain and stuff. But he's like, I I don't know what this MCU is you speak of. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, and I think that that actually the the fact like if he's being genuine, which he probably is, that's why I think Christian Bale's probably going to do awesome in it. Is because. I don't think this is for him like the money grab to get into the MCU like most no, of the I think actors he wanted just wanted to play a villain. I think he wanted to play villain and I think like they gave him a villain that was like no you can you can act to this like it's not a CGI thing it's not a crazy weird quirky villain or whatever else like no you can you can play a pretty in-depth bad guy here and I think that's the only reason why he signs up. I like so so in in the hype of all the, this movie there there's been a few times where they've just showed how clueless like uber famous rich people are of like what we all know to be common. So I saw a an interview with Woody Harrelson and Liam uh uh Thor's brother what's their last name again? Um Oh, Hemsworth? Yeah, Liam Hemsworth, you know, uh, Chris Hemsworth's brother. And uh, they go to Liam. They're like, yeah, your brother's got a big movie coming out. And he's like, yeah, he does. You know, God of Thunder. And Woody Harrelson looks over at Liam and he's like, that's your brother? (laughs) He's like, yeah. He's like, well, I knew he had the same last name and stuff. He's like, but I just didn't, I just really didn't put two and two together and Liam's like what, the fuck, like what the fuck you mean what he's like I sort of got he's like I didn't know and it's like you know Christian Bale doesn't know the MCU fuck Woody Harrelson doesn't know who Chris Helmsworth and Liam Helmsworth are like like what do you like what do you people do with your lives like how, like how do you all live like I like this is your craft. This is your career. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's their career. They don't give a shit about somebody else's career. Like, <laughs> do a little research. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm excited, man. I, I mean, anytime a new Marvel movie comes out, you gotta be a little pumped because if if they do hit it out of the park, man, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Nope, I'll definitely be getting out to see it. Hopefully. Hopefully before I travel, uh, I got some some travel coming up this weekend, so I got to get out right away and go see it. But well, you live in the future, you so you could, you could actually probably get it <laughs> before me. So like, do that shit. But we can uh, we can jump out of the big blockbuster movies, and we can just talk about I guess a blockbuster streaming show. Uh, and you know, this week Stranger Things four volume two part two whatever it is uh, it finished up, and apparently. When it first released, there were enough people at 3 a.m. or whatever waiting for this thing to go uh, that they temporarily crashed Netflix due to the volume of uh, of people trying to watch Stranger Things 4 when it first hit. That's that's pretty crazy to me because, one, Netflix just doesn't crash, right? Like, uh, they rarely have, like, yep. one of these, these things where people crash the servers, you know, and the fact that it was 2 in the morning here and chicago area it's three in the morning in new york you know it's midnight in cali there was enough people willing to stay up not to mention first episode is an hour and a half 
So you stayed up till two in the morning and watch an hour and a half fucking episode. Yeah. Like, I get it. It's summer break. Some people and then the ain't next got one's shit to a do. Full length movie, I, bro. <laughs> it's I, two hours and forty. I tried minutes. to watch. I tried to watch it last night. I got forty five minutes left. Okay, like I couldn't <laughs> do it. I couldn't do it. I found a good intermission spot. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I will finish you up tomorrow. Like I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. it. Which which like goes to show like how hard I guess it must be to tell a compelling story in a movie format. You know, because like this is. This is a goddamn TV show. The fucking last episode to wrap up the season is it is longer than most full length movies. Yep. You know, to just wrap up the one season of a TV show. You know, so now imagine if you had to write a movie and you had to introduce characters, take them through a plot, get your audience to buy in, you know, and then wrap up the story all in the same amount of time frame. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Which is why movies have. A protagonist, right? Like <laughs> they're gonna focus. They're gonna focus on one of these kids in one of these like little side story shoots, and everybody else is just comedic relief or filler. Like you, you just don't have time to build and make every character somebody you give a shit about and stuff like that. You know, it's it, it's why I. I I've always liked TV shows more, even when TV shows really sucked in quality compared to movies. But I just liked the the longer stories, the the more in depth characters. Now in today's age of TV and streaming, like these top rated ones, and man, they're they're doing absolutely great, like movie quality shit. Uh, in you know these long series, I was surprised at like. There were plenty of times, and even that last episode, that you could have cut that up. And like, I don't know why they wanted to stick to this two hour and forty minute runtime. Like, they could have made that two or three separate things pretty easily. Like, I don't know. There were some some breaks. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, there's some artistic, <laughs> but I guess they artistic point, choices that I yeah. <laughs> I could have done without. You know, at, I, that, at that point, I think they just figured like whoever's watching this is binging it. They don't care whether we go to the Netflix credit scene or not. Yeah, you're like, locked in the couch. Just let it roll. You're locked in the couch. I I just wondered nowadays, like, what percentage of screenplays would have been movies like 20 years ago, but now are exploring the options of TV to to go more in depth and to have that that kind of yeah. Well, and you look at we, we've talked about it before, but you and you also look at like the quality of actors coming into these shows. Whereas in the past, it was like the day you did a movie, you never went back to TV again. You know, yeah. <laughs> like TV was oh, TV was for the amateurs. T- in the day you did TV, it was like oh, they're really falling off. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like it's not that way anymore. Now I think yeah, you get you get a lot of these actors who they've they've got a great movie career and they just recognize that they could just do more and explore more. Like you mentioned it on this show, and I wa- started watching it. That old man show with, with yeah. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Dude, Jeff Bridges is killing it in this I show. Know, like, I know, <laughs> I know, I can't. I gotta watch it. I, I gotta watch I, it. I absolutely love him <laughs> in that show. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know why, but it's like it's it's pretty believable that this old ass man <laughs> like like tell me tell me it's not like geriatric jason Bourne, bro like it's <laughs> oh 100 is and man he, he he i don't know if he is that old in real life like he but he is acting way older than like i imagine jeff Bridges being no he's, he's pretty no, old bro he's yeah, i know he's old but like he's like you know gumming his teeth kind of old in this, in this show 
I don't know. Either way, like the, these things are are amazing. I honestly, I I don't know why I thought this was the final season of Stranger Things. I think because because the, they broke it up into two parts and like the run times, and, and the I was just like, oh, okay. major, yeah. yeah. They're, they're wrapping this thing up. I did not realize no, that they got one more season. Yeah, they got one more. Then the one more that's going to be the final. And they said too that they're going to do a big time jump because of the the way the kids are aging. Yeah, so which the kids I think are aging it'll be. Out. I wish I think I think it'll be good. You know what I mean to to have them explore like a different part of their childhood. Probably be like their senior year. You know and. Yeah, no, yeah it, it should be good. I imagine they're they're gonna yeah they'll probably jump to you're right it's like senior year the, the first two episodes will be playing like flashbacks and catch up on what they've been doing for the last couple of years yeah. and you know how far they've grown apart or how close they've got come together or whatever they're gonna do with them. Uh, yeah, it, either way, like Stranger Things, it, it it's good. I don't. I, I do kind of want to see it wrap up. I think they're just going to wear this thing out. Um, no, they did a really good job with like wrapping up Ozarks before it got watered down and, and yeah. too bad. I think they're doing the same thing with Stranger Four, Stranger Things. Uh, they're they're gonna wrap it up and before they jump the shark. Like that's that's. I, I really think that five six season thing is, is like the sweet spot because like oh man, like I watch Grey's Anatomy. I caught it on the first season. <laughs> They're on like season twenty three, and like it's now I just watch it for like the lulls because like it's season twenty three. The hospital's been taken hostage. Half these people have had <laughs> half these people have had like nine traumatic life experiences, like like crazy ones too. Ones that like if you go through in your life once, you're like, oh my God, like you should write a book. These motherfuckers been through like eight <laughs> or nine of them. You know what I mean? Like, like at this point, you're just going like, just quit, bro. Go to Get like, a move. Job. Get a fucking like, 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 you know, it's just so like, it's not really believable anymore. Like, like the, 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 the character relationships and everything they're trying to do now just feels so forced because it, they, they're just reaching for, for everything. You know, it's been on 23 years. <laughs> Some of these people ain't aging well. That's got it. That's got to be like the the final season. The final season is just everybody just coming into work one day and be like, I can't. I Fuck just it. can't anymore. Fuck it. I'm, I'm like, out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> that's, that's the whole final season. Like, you know, so, so like, I'm glad they don't, they're not trying to stretch any of these shows for like money grabs and, and just keep them going. Like, no, end them nice. Give us, give us a good bow and, and, and be done with it. Well, let's, uh, let's jump along to, to one other quick story here. And we've got, some news-ish? I don't know. Uh, I normally don't talk about these things or bring these in. This one I found interesting because I wanted to get your opinion on it. Is uh, Taron Egerton. Uh, he was on late night shows and stuff like that. And I've seen his name get talked about with like MCU stuff in the past. And I always just ignore it because there's always the rumors. But now he's saying and admitting that he's been brought in uh, to, to discuss roles inside the MCU. Uh, and specifically the Wolverine role. I don't know. I I guess I'd be okay with it. I, he's a pretty good actor. Like everything I've yeah. seen him in is has been pretty quality. I I definitely don't want Daniel Radcliffe. Like I don't know how his name has got float floated around like as as Wolverine. Like they've <laughs> they've and I it's been a real thing. Like you Google it. Like they they've been really wanting like Harry Potter to play Wolverine for some reason. I mean. I take that with the seriousness of the Danny DeVito memes because, like, yeah. I just can't. I couldn't do it. This one, 
I don't know. I could see like the kid is going to have to beef up a little bit, which you know, Hollywood and HGH work wonders. <laughs> yeah, and I think he's on. I think he, when it comes to Hollywood, I think he's on the shorter side, which plays to a more true Wolverine uh, being being a little shorter than the rest of everybody. I was hoping that they'd just find a a new like a nobody, a, a nobody. Just find yeah. somebody that that fits the role that that you know. Some stuntman that has done some crazy I was shit. To, to, you know. Kind of like how you know they plucked Toby McGuire out of, or not Toby McGuire. <laughs> Tom Holland. <laughs> What's the new one's name? Tom Holland. <laughs> uh, they kind of plucked him out of nowhere, and he's the like he's Spider Man. You know, he's Peter, yeah. he's Peter Parker. Like he is perfect. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was hoping that they would have just kind of plucked somebody else like that, and uh, just let us go in cold with you know pretty high expectations but same as like a spider-man property like you gotta really hope for for a lot from him and just yeah find somebody that would deliver because yeah because i mean it's gonna be hard to break from hugh jackman it like is. everybody's just gonna see hugh jackman in their head as as this guy he and, did and it so well man he did, he did it so well like it's gonna be really hard to break it and, and like i'm not the fan that's saying nobody else can play him either like i want this character to be brought into the MCU, and I realize that Hugh needs a donut, bro. He can't be. He can't be. He can't be doing that Wolverine yeah. workout no more. You know. So like, I get it. You know, I want. I want somebody to to carry the torch. But I just, as an established actor, I really can't picture anybody in my head that that could do it justice. Um, every once in a while they float a name like this and I, and I say, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Just like Robert Pattinson and Batman. I really couldn't see it at first. You know, now that he's done it. It's like, okay, like I'll play along. Like I'll see, yeah. I'll see what you got. I, I could see this one a little more, although he's, he's a little on the pretty side and, and so like you, you kind of want him to be a little rougher looking and stuff, but he's a physical actor. He's pretty like, I don't know. I think th- this one could do well. So I know it's hard to go from Elton John. To, to <laughs> Logan, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> those visuals just stick in your head, and you're just like, uh, I don't know, Rocket Man. We'll see. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump out of entertainment here. Let's talk a little bit about some some tech topics this week. We've got one about facial recognition here that I initially heard about in like a news story. And then I started doing some digging and uh, like here on the show notes and the article I shared with you is just one of, of many that I, I kind of found when I was looking to like confirm that facial recognition is actively being used by like the Ukrainian military. Uh, and I found several different instances of it being used and it being admitted to being used. Uh, also like U.S. instances of it being used out in Russia uh, or in Ukraine. And they're all kind of fascinating and also scary towards like one of the main things that like we concern ourselves with like data privacy and facial recognition biometric uh type data so in ukraine we've talked several different times about clearview ai over the years so that, clearview ai is back into this story so that's what i find fascinating about this is like how does this company still exist out of all the dastardly we fucked up they shit. said Two years ago, that they were going to stop selling to U.S. based companies, but they've still been. <laughs> like, they, they've like still how been is this company still exists? Slinging data, uh, but not in the United States. And so, the Ukraine's Ministry of Defense has been using Clearview AI uh, in order to identify what they've said is identify remains. Uh, 
and they've used it in like psychological campaigns uh, with the Russians where they've they've used Clearview AI. Uh, say there's a dead Russian uh, soldier on the battlefield. They use Clearview, Clearview AI to identify that Russian. And then they've admitted to then taking the, the identity from the person that they identified or finding instances of that face on Facebook, on Russian version of Facebook, on social media or whatever else, and then finding people that they're linked to to identify like who the Russian soldier's parents are and then to tell them like, hey, your son just died for this pointless war in Ukraine. And they're using it as like a psychological campaign to turn public sentiment against them because a lot of the deaths the Russian government aren't reporting back yeah. to to people and they're using it to go and like contact grandma and mom and be like, ooh, your son just died on the battlefield here in the you know, the Donetsk region here. And he did it for Putin. And like No, it's fucked it, up, man. Like it's wild. You know, I mean, is it really though, like in the context of war, is it really like unethical though? You know, cause cause like Russia's Russia's got a propaganda war going on in their own country to to garner support. So, I mean, we all know how that goes here. You know, you want you want your own country behind you and to support you. You want so in order for the war to stop, Ukraine is, you know, trying to fight that propaganda war so that public sentiment in Russia kind of turns and maybe they they back off so like i don't know it's 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 really you know but but then again you yeah you think about the families that they're just they're sending an email hey your son's dead here's a picture of his head fucking blown off right here like is that your son yeah okay he died in ukraine maybe you should write putin a letter and it's like jesus like ouch and you know so then i'm trying to think of you know what are you know we can say that this is all right fair in in war psychological campaign against an enemy again it's a it's somebody who's invaded your country and stuff like that and i try to think of like you know what are other ways that this could be used that we don't want to see happen and you know let's say u.s soldiers out in a country that we're legitimately fighting to support you can go back to iraq afghanistan if this technology existed or whatever else and you know guys like legitimately like patrolling the streets and people just taking pictures of soldiers which happens all the time and then using that to go find your grandma or your mom or whatever else on Facebook very easily through these mm-hmm. public companies that you could just buy these databases from. And then and call then some jihadists in the United States. That target people back in the States or even just using it as a psychological campaign and t- calling mom and grandma or whatever else and saying how, you know, I've got your son or, you know, we have the ability to, to kill your son or whatever like that's it happens what I'm saying. to be. Like, 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 boom, we know your kid goes to this elementary school. We will have a a suicide bomber come and blow up this school if you don't get out of our village. Like, yeah. Like, this is like, yeah. this is it's not, at, it crosses a line that war hasn't really crossed before because of social, you know, social media was never around and stuff. Like, yeah. so. And, and now these AI tools, and again, people just us not owning our data and people being able to scrape and sell and buy and do whatever with whatever data we put online that we think is just harmless stuff and all pieced together it it could be meaningful uh even down to the point that uh there are u.s intelligence uh like civilian companies not the government intelligence but uh civilian companies that deal in intelligence that are assisting ukrainians uh that have publicly said that they're using clearview ai data and facial recognition data to identify living soldiers on the battlefield that they capture in videos and capture in pictures and stuff like that and then kind of data tracing them back to 
anything that they can about their military history and they're able to identify which units these people are coming from, which means they can tell the Ukrainians that like, hey, these five people we identified are coming from this type of unit, which means they've mobilized this type of force and expects this kind of size and this weapon capability. And like, there's a lot of things that you can gain just by knowing who people are, what units they belong to. And like, imagine like special operators and things like that, that just get their pictures taken. And you can go back to their Facebook well, profile. Like and you can identify to- that they went to SEAL training at some point in time. You now know that that's a SEAL and you now know that we've deployed special operations. Like those kind of things. I don't know. It's int- it's, it's a well, wild I, world. I think, do think that we need to update, like what is that, the Geneva Convention where we we outline the the rules of war? Yeah, for, you, the, for the countries that give a shit about it. Yeah, I mean, but still, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's at least a, a step, you know, because... Yeah, I, I don't know. You would hope that, but at some that point, of the that's just military world... intelligence, right? I, I mean, some of that is just intelligence gathering. Yeah, I mean, like there's there's the saying, man, all's fair in love and war. Like in, I I, I, f- I think that we are going to see war start to creep on to the home front in different ways. You know, before. I mean, I remember being in grade school in the 80s, still doing fucking air raid drills, you know, like the Russians <laughs> were going to still come bomb us in the Cold War and shit. Like, I, yeah. like they like they changed the name to tornado drills into, you know, active shooter drills. Now, when I was a kid, nah, it was about the Russians and the fucking nukes, bro. Like, we was, we was hiding <laughs> under desks like we was going to survive a nuclear war or some shit, you know, I, I think we're going to stop, like, stop worrying about that. And start worrying more about, you know, getting hacked, getting, you know, targeted because, you know, your fit, your dad is a fucking general somewhere. And if they can infiltrate, you know, because this is what the CIA and the FBI worry about most, right? Is who's vulnerable. This is why we vet our politicians. This is why we vet, you know, our high ranking officials is to see that if they get captured, how can they be manipulated into giving up intelligence, into giving up, you know? So, so yeah, you get captured. You're not just a POW anymore. Like, you are a big liability if we can't protect our own personal information back home to where some Russian is just going to scan your dad's face, find out where you went to school, and then threaten him with his family. Like, you really think, dude... Is gonna is he gonna honor his platoon or is he gonna honor his family? That and that's a question that is gonna be different for for every person. You know, like yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a big concern. So so as you know, as a point of defense for our own country, maybe we should have some goddamn privacy laws that you know that protect us from these things that 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 won't leave these generals susceptible to that kind of manipulation. Yeah, I mean it's all like I said. We're we're on the early days of this. Imagine a decade from now, fifteen years from now, twenty years from now. How how prevalent and easy this is going to be. Uh, you know, the tools are going to get more sophisticated. The data that's available out there is going to become more sophisticated. If we don't pass laws that better protect data and secure kind of what we put out in the internet, and I get to some degree we're putting it out there publicly, uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it should be easily uh, kind of collated and brought together uh, by these different companies. 
Yeah, well, we don't, not just, we don't take not steps, just military hacking too. You're also looking just, at you know corporate hacking. You know, like yeah. we we always say, the weakest link in a lot of these corporate hacks are are the the people that get the email about their kid in school and blah blah blah. Like, imagine the data points they can quantify and the things they can get on a person once they have the facial recognition aspect hooked up to to their you know manipulation tools. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I, this example is on the military here, but there's there's a lot of reasons why anybody should, you know, just gotta be a little little concerned here. But we, that's we okay. Need, we need a, we need like a, a clear gel that you just rub all over your face. <laughs> like like we're all we're all just gonna go out with like prosthetic cheekbones from now on. <laughs> Did you get some plastic surgery? Like nah. Just trying no. to fake, just trying to fake just out change, these AIs, the bro. Just trying <laughs> just to fake out these face. AIs. I got like four noses yeah. and five foreheads in my house. I rotate. <laughs> That's right. People are going to still just keep throwing their face up on TikTok. Yep. Which, uh, which <laughs> will just transition us to the next conversation here. And you know, TikTok still being a big, big issue. You want to look at you know facial recognition and your face getting captured and brought together in a database somewhere. Uh, TikTok is one that we've always talked about. And this week, the FCC commissioner, which I want to, well, I'll get to the next step. But yeah, FCC commissioner uh, this week called on Apple and Google to remove from the App Store and the Play Store to remove TikTok altogether and not allow uh, it to be easily downloaded to phones uh, and making it where you like you have to sideload the app if you really if you really want TikTok because the government officials say that it's still a security threat and it's still a big deal and an issue. So so uh, so I'm getting really frustrated with this and I'm trying not I'm not going to go into like any other political aspects, but I think everybody will kind of get what I'm talking about. Um, since when did our government stop doing shit and just started begging corporations to do things for us? Like, when has it become the theme for the government to just, instead of passing a fucking law, enacting a goddamn executive order, whatever the fuck you have to do, you're the fucking U.S. government, you have all this fucking power, and for the last fucking few months, that the best we got is to tweet and beg corporations to do the right thing. Well, Like, are you fucking kidding me? This is what we got now? I started to talk about it before I even got to the story is what's funny about it. This is being the FCC commissioner. The FCC has zero regulatory authorities over the app stores or digital media or digital downloads. Like they have absolutely no authority uh, over any of this. So it's kind of, it's kind of funny. Yes, it's a government official. Yes, it's a head of a, a of a major government branch, uh, regulatory branch, but They've got no teeth here. They've got no actual fight here. Uh, it's just, it's interesting to, to hear the stance. It's bring it up because it's something we talk about all the time. And I guess it's, it's worthwhile to just have other people, you know, in, in positions of, of authority to, to say similar, uh, sentiment. But yeah, there's nothing the government's going to do about it. The regulatory I, yeah. bodies can't do anything about this. I, I don't even know what laws Man, they would really pass be able a bill. to Just pass. pass one bill. I don't know. What's the bill going to be? Like, I don't, are you, I could not in any way imagine a bill. You can't just pass a TikTok bill that bans TikTok, and then what are you going to do? Pass a bill that bans all Chinese? I'm assuming. I'm assuming in the 500 page Patriot Act, where you could just take anybody's fucking bullshit that that we enacted. I'm sure there's something in there that says fuck this app. <laughs> I'm sure there's some. There, I'm sure there's something written in the NSA for the national security that would say fuck this app. 
And if there's Maybe. not, write it tomorrow. Like, fuck. <laughs> Man, you passed the Patriot Act and raped our own citizens of data and facial recognition and, and phone fucking metadata. You did it all. And then in this name of terrorism, you know, to our own fucking people. And now we want to look at TikTok and be like, you know, I don't know, guys. Like, it's it's, it's a little it's a little shady. Like, no, fuck that, fuck that. We like <laughs> we've been doing this story for years. Like, yep, this yep. is not new. We've been doing this story for years. Trump almost did it. Got called a goddamn racist because of it. Like, <laughs> like, like, no, like, 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 this is a bad thing. And I just don't understand. Other than the money that it, it it probably gets donated and the money that that is associated with TikTok as a corporation, that is the only thing that makes sense is what's stopping this from actually getting banned. It, it's got to be money. Oh yeah, I, I'm sure it is. But in the end, whatever people are still going to ignore all of these these things. Even people who hear about it still don't go and immediately delete TikTok. And in the end, whatever, like people are just going to trust their face to facial recognition within China. They're going to trust their their data that TikTok we know over collects significantly more than any other social media app. It collects more data off of your device. Uh, but that's OK because China's going to protect it well, just like they did in this next story. Well, everybody also oh. everybody has cared about the, you know. The Russian disinformation, right? Everybody cares about Russian disinformation. Like they're they're making they're dividing our country. They're they're selling, you know, they're making memes and they're doing this and they're doing that so that we always fight each other and they're dividing the country and blah blah blah. What the fuck do you think TikTok is doing? What the fuck do you think? You don't think that TikTok knows whether you're a liberal or conservative. You don't think that you're not getting that Ben Shapiro TikTok because it fucking angers you. <laughs> you don't think that you're, you know, you're getting flooded with the latest fucking queef challenge because they just want you to be a fucking <laughs> moron. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, they're doing this on purpose. Like, in, in, we went through the, like, everybody cared just what, three years ago about, about blocking Russians and, and, and getting the pages. But no, fucking keep downloading the TikToks, man. Fucking, like, <laughs> you fucking morons. <laughs> All right. On to the next story. Uh, also related in the sense that, again, if you think China's going to protect the data that you're giving, uh, a Chinese back company with, Chinese servers and everything else, even though they've they've promised that they're moving everything into to cloud servers in the United States, completely outside of China. Um, but yeah, you could trust them, right? Because TikTok employees have this, come this out latest, and said flat this, out the Chinese government has access to it. And you know what happened this last week, which actually has been t- taking place for a year now, uh, is that the Chinese government had a data breach of one billion residents. Uh, so, so the the story is that uh, found online uh, a hacker identified as China Dan. Uh, it's been offering to sell a 23 terabyte data file of everything pulled out of like a Shanghai police database, and he's asking a reasonable amount. Uh, you know, only 10 Bitcoin for this, uh, which a billion people, right? Like a billion citizens' data and. You know, it's not about like them collecting, hey, somebody's got your phone number and email address. It's like, it's everything that they have on these billion citizens. <laughs> so now, <laughs> this, is, this is where I'm going to like sound like a dick again. Like, if somebody at the CIA hasn't bought this file yet, we fucking up. 
<laughs> like, 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 they've infiltrated our fucking country with all their apps and all their data mining and shit like that. We got an opportunity to buy the data of a billion Chinese people right now. If we don't do that as a country, like... <laughs> we are really fucking up. Like, we don't need to announce it. We don't need to tell nobody. But I hope to God there's one fucking dude at the CIA smart enough to be to go into a board meeting and be like, guys, 10 Bitcoin. We get as much, you know, we get more information off this file than, than a, a, a thousand Chinese spies could get. Like, we need to buy this and we need to figure out how. Like, so. Yeah. As, as other countries it, it, are doing shady shit, I, I'm sorry. I think we need to do some shady shit ourselves to ensure that we have a, a fighting chance in this game. <laughs> yeah, it. What's What's interesting also about this whole story is, like I said, the the file is was like first seen a year ago. I think it was online, and. In the meantime, like the Chinese government has completely said, like this, this has did not happen. This is all fake. Uh, they've made taken great efforts to like delete this again. You can't get onto Facebook. You can't get onto like regular social medias in China. Uh, so you've got things like Weibo and WeChat, uh, which are like the social medias and messaging service services allowed in China. And in like WeChat, any mention of this data breach. Uh, and articles or anything shared in WeChat automatically gets taken out of your message uh, history, and they've been completely screening and removing messages. So, in so that's what I'm curious about, about: is like when you live in a communist China and you know every word and everything you do is watched. You have a social credit score. Like, do Chinese people really give a fuck if their data, if there's a data breach, like? Like I mean, they, are, they are, do, they are, on con- they are on constant surveillance from, surveillance from their own government. Like I understand why it affects our lives more because it, it it like infringes on this sense of freedom that we have and sense of privacy that we have. The Chinese people don't have that sense. You know what I mean? Like so, when when the Chinese government loses their information, like are they really that worried about it? Like, I don't know what the Chinese citizen perspective is, given the fact that, like, they're, they're just, they just always know that this is, this is what happens. Like, we are always being watched. We are always being listened yeah. to. Like, and like I said, part of the, the interesting aspect is that the length at which they went to, to hide this, uh, from, from the public, from their own people and stuff like that. And then, you know, whatever, going back to the TikTok thing. But then we're supposed to believe these companies. We're supposed to believe the Chinese government that they're not accessing our data, and they're not like we would ever know. <laughs> like, like they would ever allow that information to to be public, uh, and that they wouldn't go through great lengths uh, to to operate however the hell they want and conceal it and cover it up. But, I mean, I mean that's the but, same thing too. Is and like I said about the Chinese government and the CIA buying the data from the Chinese uh, from from this hacker, so we can get the information on the Chinese residents. Who's to say that we haven't? federally banned tiktok because we're buying our data the government's buying <laughs> our data from the tiktok servers on the DLO. oh you're going tinfoil hat on us here is it Let's really <laughs> that crazy though is it really that crazy i mean to, not really. to, to think to think that 
on the face, the government's all like, oh, TikTok bad, TikTok bad, TikTok bad. And then behind her back, they're just slipping them piles of money to get all the fucking information that they that we we stopped during the Patriot Act. Like, like we put the kibosh on a lot of this shit. We still see that they do it from time to time, and then we catch them. And they're just sick of getting caught, so they can just buy the information from the Chinese and then point to China and be like, China bad, America good. <laughs> And and still get the same shit, if not more information than they were getting from the phone metadata and shit. Maybe let's let's move on. Let's let's put the tinfoil hat aside for <laughs> for a few minutes, uh, and let's let's I guess talk about some other crypto news. But it's also a little bit about privacy to some degree uh, in this first story about uh, crypto, and we've got. Coinbase admitting, and this was in the the crypto world and crypto Twitter. People cared about this, and uh, you know we're discussing the privacy aspect of this. But Coinbase apparently has been for a while uh, been providing geo tracking data and information to government agencies when requested, uh, like Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Uh, for some reason, they've sold a, a fair amount of data and software to uh, in order to help track uh cryptocurrency theft and crimes and people laundering money through uh through crypto that coinbase is, has been providing it tools and providing information and just freely so helping the government in locating and identifying people through crypto tra- uh, tracing and like to some degree like you know a lot of the, the crypto people this is a, a gross violation of what crypto is it's supposed to be anonymous it's supposed to be you know it's always trackable and traceable, but it's anonymous if you want to be anonymous. Uh, and Coinbase is going through great measures to make sure that now yeah, they they can at least track these things closer, identify crypto users e- more easily, uh, provide the government the tools to do so, and then when able, work with the government to seize and secure crypto funds uh, if it's been connected into a crime. Well, and also goes to show that you can be profitable as an app doing almost anything as long as you have enough people to trace and sell data on like the the profitability of these things make these companies you know it's like buy one get four free it's like how could you be profitable if you if you're giving away three free three free for every one i buy and it's like oh because you don't know we're just we're just selling shit out of your data we're just giving you these three free ones because we want you to download our app and get and register your emails and do all this and do all that because once you do now we're making 10x on your fucking money you think you're getting three you know three free widgets or whatever the fuck we're giving you but little do you know we're pocketing tons of money doing shit in the background of your life that that you you don't know about. So it just it's such a well, like a instance, dirty like way if, to be profitable. If, I mean, if you're a crypto person and you're doing illicit things and illegal things, you probably shouldn't be using the one and only publicly listed publicly traded <laughs> like clearly, clearly they've taken steps to be a legitimate U.S. company, uh, and there's there's other ones out there for you um it seems like coinbase is providing data not just into coinbase but but outside of just what's open and available on the on the ledger and honestly from a coinbase perspective i don't look at this as like a bad thing from them because again the people that are turned off by this 
weren't their customers in the first place. Coinbase went public because they're trying to be the first one that's like reaching out to everybody to establish a Coinbase account, to dabble into cryptocurrency, to make it easier and onboard more people. And saying that, hey, crypto is not the safe space for like, it's not the black market money. It's it's just digital money. This is this is what Coinbase needs to do. And it's not a bad thing for, for the space. I, I get why it violates uh, some people's kind of ideas of what crypto is. But at the same point, I guess I don't care. Like if people are using data from the blockchain in order to kind of trace as people kind of bounce around their money and try to wash their money and everything else. And Coinbase has the tools to kind of trace that down until it gets to a point that's transferred into a bank account somewhere that they can help identify. Whatever. I'm all for it. Coinbase, go for it. Uh, And doesn't really impact uh, it doesn't really impact me and that's a part of kind of the beauty of of the ledger is that it's it's anonymous until you take it off of the ledger until you take that money somewhere else uh, you can be anonymous while you're just transaction numbers but we can follow those transaction numbers until you bring that money somewhere else I mean as far as catching people that are doing these like big you know big hacks these big wallet deals and stuff like that I, I see a benefit but like you said, Part of the aspect of crypto is being anonymous. I mean, I like the feeling that I I am just a number. I'm just a wallet number in these things that like it's not really associated with me. But like at the same time, if, if it was my name, is it going to change my life that much? I, I For me, I don't think so. You know, like nope. taxes, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like but other than that, like... Yeah, I I don't know. I I just always err towards the the citizens, you know. So if there are citizens that do find a benefit of the privacy and the anonymous, if you want to be, if you want to live in the woods and not have any connection to the world and just live on crypto with with an anonymity and stuff like that, you should be able to do that. I'm like fuck it, I'm like I don't care. Yeah. All right, Let's move on. I got a couple of stories here as we're getting close to the hour mark here, but we've got. One that I, I find interesting, and I didn't talk about it last week or even two weeks ago when it first started coming out, and it's about the Board API Club, and I'm only going to bring up a, a certain aspects of this. I could go on a, a very long rant about how fascinating and interesting this whole story is, uh, but Board API Club was copied by, by another NFT project ran by this artist called Ryder Rips, and Ryder Rips has had it out for the Board API Club for a while, even though he's he's been hired by Yuga Labs and stuff to to do work uh, for them. But he has been claiming that the Board ABI Club is just a secret, like Nazi white supremacist group that <laughs> that is like tied to every Satanist white supremacist group that you've ever heard of it before. Like he's got some kind of like weird three, three, three degrees away from uh, these different Nazi organizations. And He's created a website about this that <laughs> tries to highlight all this stuff. And then somebody else essentially took all of his, you know, air quotes of research about the, their ties to Nazism and stuff like that. And they made a YouTube documentary about it. And it like took off in the, the 
the crypto world, a lot of people believing it, like even down to the fact that the logo, like the Board Ape Yacht Club logo, yes. the, <laughs> the skull of the, the ape has 18 teeth, and somehow that 18, the number 18 is significant to some white supremacist group for I know, some they're, reason. They're trying to find like swastikas and wrinkles of the faces yeah, and it, shit, and it's like, yeah, I get like... And, like it's absolutely wild the lengths to which they like try to make connections and like i said i'm not going to go over all that stuff that that could take a while <laughs> i'm going to just try to poke holes and and talk about all that nonsense in the end so to for rider rips to i don't know to show them how messed up they were he copied like straight copied images of 5,000 of the 10,000 bored apes, some of which had the racist <laughs> like things that he was criticizing them for that he still copied into his collection and just straight ripped 5,000 of them and then made like $1.8 million selling the these copied board apes. There was, a, there was a day that the rider rips board ape uh, yacht club or whatever else that they sold the most volume on OpenSea for a day. Uh, this guy was just making a ton of money off of this NFT sale that he just flat out stole the the Nazis uh, board apes. Well, now that's turning into what's going to probably be if it goes to court a pretty landmark case in NFTs, and that's where like that's where I'm going to talk about it being an interesting thing here. Other than like the whole story and the whole like nonsense is is fairly interesting. Uh, but now the the lawsuit is what's going to be really interesting to me uh, because first you would think that the board Ape yacht club Yuga Labs was suing them for copyright infringement they are not because they, again they don't own the individual copyrights of the individual apes the the people do mm-hmm. uh, what they are suing uh, and it, they're not suing them for like defamation for all this Nazi stuff and everything else like that's probably a hard case to to make and it costs it what they're suing Ryder Rips for is. Uh, trademark infringement because while they don't own the copyrights of the individual apes, they own the trademark of the Board Ape Yacht Club and the damage that this person is doing to the Board Ape Yacht Club uh, as a trademark brand, which they do have a pending uh, trademark, which is is fairly common. It sometimes takes years to be granted an actual trademark. So, so that's the lawsuit that they're going after them. And to me, like this is going to be a fascinating case. On you know, is the trademark going to? to be upheld are courts going to rule that the trademark wasn't infringed upon because in digital arts the what you're really trademarking is the contract is the 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 number the ether scan address and all this stuff that's what you're really trademarking the image itself is not even stored on the blockchain the image itself is just on a ipfs google drive somewhere uh and are they going to say that that's not really what you're trademarking? That's not really what you own. You own just a, a hash number. Uh, like, I'm very curious on how the court's going to rule against this. Uh, and then if they rule in the case of the trademarks, does that open up Rider Rips oh. against a, a class action lawsuit of the other eight, 5,000 ape well, holders? Well, if they rule that you only own the, the, the contract code and not the image, that next day, every major NFT is just being stolen like like the the image like people are just going to create other board apes other mutant apes other crypto punks other like you know what i mean they're like it's just gonna be a free-for-all of that's that's what's gonna be interesting right is is what ruling they give there and then if they protect the trademark then does that open up individual copyright class actions for the five thousand people that that own it or does it even open it for the ten thousand people even the people that didn't have their ape copied they can say that there was like monetary damage to their copyrighted material because the brand got because damaged. the brand was affected right yeah. you know this is right after snoop m&m just did a music video with their apes last yep. week and yep. like there 
there is an actual value to to these apes to the commercial usage of these apes and stuff like that like yeah it's really going to be an interesting and i think kind of a landmark case and i'm hoping that they don't set a lot of court i'm hoping that that yuga labs doesn't let oh if i saw my nft on a on a t-shirt or a website that's making money you best believe if i had the chance i'd sue the shit out of whoever whoever was doing it sue the shit out of them if i had that option so i this is one of several NFT cases that, that I'm interested in. This one being, you know, probably going to be one of the biggest ones because of just the value of, of the, you know, copyright IP ownership of Board ABI Club and like how aggressive this person went after them as a company and then just blatantly stealing the images. Like it opens themselves, opens themselves up to a lot of different type of, of lawsuits. And I'm just curious on where, you know, where are the courts going to settle on this and how are they going to rule? How are they going to protect? And I think it's going to set up, set a precedent. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. All right. And then let's talk a little, little bit of robots, a little bit of space to close this out. And just a quick follow up. We talked about Lambda a couple weeks ago. That was the the Google AI uh, chatbot that the Google engineer said was sentient and ended up getting fired because he was, was so concerned about the, the sentient existence. And we ended talking about that story a couple weeks ago with a joke about the person saying that like the chatbot deserves rights and should have a lawyer. Well, we're here to tell you that as of this week, that chatbot, Lambda, has a lawyer because... Of course it does, and apparently a you know the 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 individual the engineer kept fighting to try to say that like it serves its own lawyer. A lawyer actually kind of interviewed the chatbot, and in the conversations came to an agreement that the chatbot truly did try like request to engage in uh, in legal services uh, throughout the conversation and. A lawyer has taken up this case to defend the I mean, rights of it's Lambda. All, it's all fun, fun to to talk about this, but you know the damn well the minute it gets in front of a judge, they're going to be like, "You have no rights. You're not a human. You're not an, an American citizen. You have no rights. You have no rights." You know, it's it, but there, it's absolutely like wild. like I'm just like I'm just, to me this is this is just going to be some weird movie where you have uber progressives come to bat for this ai and say no it should have rights like 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 we're running out of out of uh like oppressed classes in this country oh yeah the, the, <laughs> like, the, 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 the robot rights the robot rights movement is on its way it's on its <laughs> way bro it's on its way what does that flag look like <laughs> that's, that's, that's what i want to know is, what does that flag look like <laughs> but like it's gonna be that easy it's gonna go to court and be like you're a robot you don't have rights you're not a citizen and then somebody's gonna make the argument like no the minute it becomes sentient then it, it is a life form and life forms even even and it was born here in animals, the united states yeah, so it deserves even, US even animals on this country have rights you know like so so like whatever i'm here for the shit show yeah, like, it's too. fine. We'll talk about it again that's, the next, that's fine. The next time it pops I'm up here on for the headline, shit show. I'll talk about it again. I'm here for it. It's uh, fine. It's I'll be around. Weird. I'll be around. <laughs> All right. Last story. Just real quick, a little mystery on the moon. Uh, as there was an identified double crater uh, that, that signified that something large and, and kind of long to create two impact points, one at the head of it and one at the, the back end of it, uh, overlapping on top of each other. So it was deemed that it was probably a rocket that crashed into the moon. 
Uh, and generally, like we're tracking everything up in space. Uh, anything fairly recent, we're, like, we're 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 pretty well on top of it and knowing where it comes from. In this instance, we do not know where the rocket came from. Uh, there's there's some speculation in this article about it maybe being a Chinese rocket that we lost sight of, and and initially it was reported as burnt up in uh, in space, and then later deemed as no, it probably didn't burn up, and they lost sight of it. Maybe it's that rocket. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's a little more nefarious. Maybe it's space force doing some classified shit. <laughs> Given the answers we've gotten from our other moon mysteries, I'm not getting my hopes up on anything cool. Again, I think this yeah, no, is just, just smudge on a camera. Just yeah, <laughs> this is just another instance of some dude at a computer just totally fucking up and spacing out. Like I'm not like and now anytime we get a moon story from here on out, like I'm writing it off. I don't care. Yeah. Like until you, it's confirmed. Yep. Yeah, you know. It's like, but all these stories are just really starting to make me like question how smart NASA is anymore. You know, like, like we, <laughs> we, we, there's a lot of shit that they should know that they don't know, you know, and then they come out and they tell us like that they know something because of a blurry speck on a fucking picture taken from 500 light years away. Like, well, because of this spec, we can tell that this black hole has a blah, blah, blah. Can you, though? Can you? <laughs> can you? Because you thought there was a box can, on the moon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, my faith in, in, like, you know, when they used to come out with, with announcements, I would just take their word verbatim, man. Like, like everything they said was gold. Like, this is NASA. I, you, like, you, you guys are the best and the brightest. Whatever you say is going down out there, I'm with it. I, I fully believe you. But over the last year of space stories that we've had, I'm starting to really lose faith in just like giving them <laughs> my my blind devotion. You know, like, now you're going to have to come with some facts from now on. I'm going to have some questions. Yeah, <laughs> it's understandable. Well, we'll leave the mystery there. And that's it. That's it for a week in news. You know the just routine. Join us over. Yeah, yeah. You know it. Join us over in the Cantina group. Let's, uh, let's. Let's share some things, some articles, have some conversations, and then join us again next week. Until then, talk to you later, nerds. See ya.